0: It is Wednesday, the ninth day of July 2019. This is episode 84 of Connecting Dots. This is part three of our five-part series on basic fundamental financial concepts. And today we're going to talk a little bit about bundled and unbundled financial products. This is part three of a five-part series that we're running this week on basic fundamental concepts that I want you to know, because here's the thing. These are the basic concepts. And if you say, I'm better than this, really? I can tell you with over 33 years in the financial services industry, I've never met anyone who understood it or didn't say when we got done, oh, that's actually pretty neat. Well, this is Paul Truesdell, and you are listening to Connecting Dots. Now make sure to read the disclaimer in our show notes before each episode. So on Monday, we talked about... Again, ownership and loanership, and cash is not an investment. Tuesday, we talked about qualified and non-qualified. We talked about IRAs, Roths, 401Ks, 403Bs. 401ks, the whole nine yards, and then we talked about a little bit, we touched a little bit on defined benefit pension plans. Now, today we're going to talk about bundled and unbundled, and that's something that's really important for you to understand, because this is an area that, frankly, in my opinion, the overwhelming majority, on the average, on the whole, for the most part, most of these investment advisors are ripping you off, lock, stock, and barrel with these bundled financial products. Back in 1940, they created something called the Investment Advisor Act. And the Investment Advisor Act is what we use and use as a true fiduciary-based registered investment advisor. Now, the overwhelming majority of the men and women out there who are investment advisor representatives working for investment advisors, they are not true investment fiduciaries. They're just not because they make commissions. And here's a key concept because we're gonna talk about bundled and unbundled, but you have to know this key concept. There are only two ways in which a person can be paid, either on a discriminatory or non-discriminatory basis. If it's discriminatory, okay, that means you buy, you pay, sell, you pay. The more you buy, the more you sell, the more you pay. You pay for assets under management. The more money you have under management, the more you pay. Or if you have, for example, a hedge fund, the more you profit, the more you pay. In each one of those situations, you are paying a discriminatory method of compensation. Why? Because you may have a portfolio that is absolutely identical to somebody else, but you've got 10 million bucks. You're paying 10 times more than the guy who's got a million. Now, you may have somebody who says, well, we give breakpoints and discounts. So the actual cost The percentage goes down. It doesn't make any difference if it's going down. You're still paying more. So why should you pay more just because you have a portfolio that's worth more and it makes no more time or effort for somebody to push a button? And you see, that's what's going on with bundled financial products. You see, a mutual fund is a bundle of securities. A fund of funds is a mutual fund that owns other mutual funds that then owns securities. So you might have an investment advisor who is charging you their fee of 1%, or 2%. They, in turn, use a fund of funds that is being managed by a third-party asset management platform, which then, in turn, has mutual funds, which, in turn, you Here's the point. I think you probably got it. You're so many layers away from the actual ownership of the, of the securities, you're paying a bloody fortune. Now, bundled products are things like mutual funds, things like ETFs, things like fixed annuities, variable annuities, equity index annuities. Ugh, those things are just god-awful. Then you have oh, real estate investment trusts, you have limited partnerships, you have all sorts of things that are out there that are bundled. But what does unbundled mean? Unbundled means you own the underlying securities. It's like an old-fashioned brokerage account. And unfortunately, on the average, on the whole, and for the most part, most people have gotten away from what makes sense. So when you peel off all the layers that you have and you get rid of these guys charging a percentage of assets under management and you own directly, like with us, we can break a share of stock down into fractional ownership into one one hundred thousandths of a share. You heard that. One one hundred thousandths of a share. when you do that, here's what happens. You get an amazing diversified portfolio even though you have a relatively small amount of money because nobody gets treated different because of the way that we have this no Commission trading platform using Trade Windows. And again, it's a patented process that our broker dealer now we don't get any compensation, but it's what Folio uses. So the key thing is you have bundled and unbundled. You buy your house. That's unbundled, but it's everything. Yeah, I mean, it's a concentrated investment, right? And in the prior episode, I talked about buying a teacup or something and put it on your shelf and it, it breaks. That's an unbundled asset. So one of the things you got to be careful is when you own an unbundled asset, okay, avoid the concentration. That's a problem that a lot of people have. They work for a company. I had a guy years ago who worked for Procter & Gamble, got a pension from them. He loved them. His 401k was through them, but he owned a lot of stock in Procter & Gamble. I begged this guy to not have all the, oh, he had just a tremendous amount of money with his former employer. Now, there was a period in which, boy, they stubbed their toe, and he lost a lot of money. Here's the thing. I was able to get him to sell a small amount, like a hundred or $200,000. We prevented him from losing a bloody, I mean, the amount of money that we sold, we prevented a big loss. Was he grateful? I'm going to be real blunt. Not a bit even though the stock went down way more than what his taxes were. The only thing he was upset about, that he had to pay capital gains taxes. Sometimes you can't win. So as a result, when you have unbundling, you have all those layers of costs. You don't have those. When it's bundled, you have a lot of layers of costs. And when you use a registered investment advisor... Especially someone who is dual licensed as a broker with a broker dealer. Don't be surprised that this bum has sold you a mutual fund or ETF fixed or variable annuity made their big commission. And then later on, they come and say, oh, hey, Waldo, guess what? I got this great idea. We can start managing your money for a percentage and blah, blah, blah. They ain't managing your money, guys. They've got a third-party asset manager that's actually doing the management. They're You know what they're doing? They're called relationship managers. You might as well just go out and buy your own sucker and stick it in your mouth. <laughs> Well, let's wrap this up. It is Wednesday, the 8th day of July 2019, Episode 84, and I am Paul Truesdell. Thank you so much for joining me. I really do appreciate it. Tell family, friends, neighbors, relatives, and coworkers about Connecting Dots. Now, if you have an idea, a tip, a trick, or just want to opine, what do you do? Call 888-629-7864. That's 888-629-7864. You can always find us on Twitter at Invest, Facebook at Fixed Costs Investing, or again, go to our website, FixedCostFinancial.com, or go to Dots, dot And listen, do me a favor, wherever you listen to your favorite podcast, subscribe and tell everybody. With that, I'll be back tomorrow with, uh, let's see, number four in our five-part series. And again, we talked about ownership, loanership, qualified, non-qualified, it was about bundled and unbundled. we got two to go. This is a lot of fun. All rights reserved. Reproduction or use without written authorization prohibited without written authorization.